Hello and welcome into episode 24 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjur. Today we have Carolina Teague on. Wow, she does a lot of different things in sports. You're really going to like her. She is a announcer now, ringside for uh, wrestling. She is a personality on 760 AM, The Ticket in San Antonio, talking sports. And she has her own podcast and also does writing. Um, you, we're, you're going to love this podcast. We went so many different directions with it, her being a uh, girl in sports. Um, the amount of internet trolls there are, the XFL a little bit. We went through a whole lot of different things. You guys are really going to enjoy this podcast. Um, before that, you know, as always, you can follow me, George Arjur, at uh, G. on Twitter and Instagram. Also, make sure you rate this five stars and subscribe to the podcast if you're listening for the first time. You know, as we continue to grow this, we'll uh, be taking a lot more of initiative of reading all the reviews you guys leave on the podcast as well as doing contests with that so stay tuned for that make sure you subscribe and before we get started of course as always a word from our sponsor and then welcome in carolina teague Welcome into Sports Are Funny with George Georgiou. Today we have Carolina Teague out of uh, San Antonio. She writes for Sports Is Told by Girl. She does, correct me if I'm wrong, the ticket 7.60 a.m. as well sometimes. And she's now uh, doing ringside wrestling announcing. Is that, uh, anything else you want to introduce yourself with, Carolina? Yes, and I also have my own podcast, uh, She Knows Best, and I'm also an intern at Sports Night TV, so I do bring, uh, I'm going to be bringing more content to everybody really soon, so I'm really excited. That's awesome. Do you want to say the name of that podcast one more time so everyone can follow you on the podcast and all your Twitter and Instagrams before we get started? Sure. Sure. So you can follow me at Carolina Teague underscore on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. And um, she knows best is on Facebook. And I'm looking to switch over to Anchor really, really soon. So it'll be available on all platforms. And I'm really excited. Uh, that's that's awesome. Actually, uh, Anchor has a little promo at the beginning of my podcast. And you just gave it a double promo. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, always, always nice doing that. So tell, tell us a little bit about just how did you get into sports? I mean, you are starting to see a lot more... Um, you know, sports podcast hosted by girls, which is always awesome. Like, what got you into sports? How did you get started? And uh, where do you see yourself going with, with sports? So ever since I was little, I was always obsessed with the Chicago Bulls because I had grown up in Chicago and I was a huge 90s Bulls fan as a kid. And I would, you know, I was super obsessed with them. And then as time went on later on in life, I still kind of kept up with sports, uh, but I lost a little bit of track. Um, and But I did in my adult years, in my 20s, I continued watching ESPN all the time. And um, there was a local competition for a a sports on-air host for uh, a local station called ESPN San Antonio. And there was 150 people that tried out. It was mostly men. I made it to the top 12, and then I made it to the top four, and then I ended up winning the competition. And that's how I earned my start on the air. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think a lot of people really underestimated my knowledge and they underestimated my skills on the mic. So it was just really fun to win that competition and being the first girl to win the competition. I I had a really, really good time. All right. Well, question for you then. I mean, did you, there was a competition, you said you kind of were watching sports and then you got on the mic. Have you, had you ever done mic work on anything before or was this just like, I'm trying to spit out. (laughs) Well, well, my grandma, she was, uh, or my grandma, she is a retired um, radio host. So when I was little, uh, I would go visit her sometimes. And I remember one time she took me to the station when I was a young kid. And I just remember that was my first experience. And I remember loving, you know, being on the microphone. But I became obsessed. I think what worked in my favor in that situation with winning the competition was I'm obsessed with podcasts and people's voices. 
Yep. So when I got on the mic, I, I, I know what I'm addicted to and what I like to hear. So I made sure that I was doing the exact same thing when I was on the microphone. So that way people could be addicted to my voice and it worked in my favor. Well, yeah, no, it, I mean, that, that's a great way to look at it. Like you just, you don't hear those type of stories too often. It's usually like, I, uh, you know, went to school for broadcasting or I tried multiple times you went to one competition and won it and you're like, all right here i am <laughs> yeah and that's why it, it's hard because a lot of people you know well it's not hard but some people you know have tried to say like it was a like a, a fluke or of that case but they don't understand how how brutal and and hardcore and cutthroat the competition was so i don't that wasn't just like a light thing. It was actually something that was really, really hard to get to the top of. So the fact that I did that, it was, it was really, really cool. But yeah, like I, um, I don't think you have to go to, I mean, it's, it, it does help a lot, obviously to go to school for it, but right. it, as I, I feel like as long as you're educated in general and you, you know, you know, the ins and outs of business and how that works. And then you're, you have a passion for that, um, for being on the, because I mean, there's one thing to, um, you know, go to school for something. And there's one thing to have a talent and to constantly try to grow. And I think that's what what uh, what has kept me going, you know, the past several years. No, definitely. Yeah. Like, I, for example, me, uh, our company, I didn't go to school for broadcasting or journalism or technology or anything like that. And then I started <laughs> a sports website and a podcast. And now we're growing, you know, sometimes I think, first of all, obviously you have natural talent, right? Like you're, you probably your whole life grew up talking to people easily. You probably were never shy. I'm just guessing, but. I know I, I, I was, I'm actually really, really shy in person. So I really? am shy. All right. So yeah, you're, not, you're just shy. not shy on the phone or on the mic, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm not shy on the phone. I'm not shy on the mic, uh, but I am shy. Like, uh, sometimes I am shy, like when I talk to people one on one, I don't know why, but I, I just kind of clam up a bit. So I yeah. feel like I could just be my real self when I'm uh, hiding behind a phone or a microphone. Oh, yeah, well, like I, yeah, sometimes it actually is easier. <laughs> sometimes like I, I wonder, like, yeah, I'm sure you have sports takes where you talk about a player or a team and you're like, this person sucks or this person is, you know, shitty or whatever. Like you probably never yeah. say that in person. Well, well, I'm not the type to say those type of disrespectful things about players right. anyways, you know. Yeah, I used to be, I don't know about you, but I, I used to be when, you know, I'd, I'd watch sports back in the day before all this came into fruition. I would always talk crap about the players like he's garbage, he's trash uh, or like, but I'd say it in a more vulgar way. Yeah. But now that I've had, you know, I've, I've met players, I've, you know, been in front of them, I've been to the practices and I've seen it firsthand. I understand the hard work and dedication. So I wouldn't say anything on the phone that I wouldn't be willing to say to somebody's face. And I think that's what resonates with a lot of people that follow me is that I'm not afraid to, um, I, I will keep that same energy in real life. So See, that's good, though. Yeah, no, and that's good because yeah. a lot of people, like, you criticize. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to go anything vulgar, but you could, You have to criticize in the job sometimes. This person made the wrong play or did this. and. You have to be willing to ask those questions when you talk to someone, right? I mean, you can't just ignore those questions. Yeah. Yes. And you know what they say is, you know, uh, uh, the coach for the Buffalo Bills, he had given us advice when I went to a girls camp and he said, we don't mind the criticism. You just have to be fair. So I think if you're, you criticize somebody, as long as you're fair and not disrespectful, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. But if you are, that's why it really irritates me when I hear people say disrespectful things about players on podcasts because I know that they will not say that in real life to them so I just kind of get I don't know if I get irritated but I'm just like you know you wouldn't do that in their face so yeah you, you, yeah. you probably be like hey man how you know everyone's like that it's, yeah I'm are, your biggest it, fan yeah, and, 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 yeah internet warriors are everywhere right I mean go on twitter you hear uh. these people saying it's like a guy with a picture of an egg. It's like doesn't even want to put his real profile picture and then he wants to talk <laughs> talk talk crap to you. And I'm yeah. like, man, like it's just does, an opinion. Does that happen to you a lot? Oh, so much. I mean, like, as we've grown and like my my Twitter following's grown, I actually kind of feel like well, the people who criticize or disagree with you or don't like you are the ones who make the most noise and follow you and retweet what you say and are really mm-hmm. actually 
like the people who agree with you might give you a like or a quick retweet, but the people who dislike you really dislike you, and they kind of spread your <laughs> your stuff everywhere. Like I kind of think about it like this: you know, if if someone doesn't like what I have to say, or someone doesn't like my opinion, or doesn't like my take, or doesn't even like my face, it might it could be just my face sometimes on on Twitter, right? If they retweet it to their followers. One of their followers probably agrees with me and probably just going to follow, like, or retweet it for a good cause. So it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, negativity is really not a bad thing because it's sports at the end of the day. I'm just glad we don't do this for politics or for something that's really. Oh. Yeah, like, I, I don't know how I would be able to deal with doing it that way. And just to piggyback off your point, like. I don't mind like if somebody's constantly negative or wait, no, I don't mind if somebody gives me, you know, doesn't agree with me on one or two things, but you know, they, they do agree with me and they let me know that they agree with me on other points. But when they're constantly just only saying something when you have, they don't agree with you, then at that point, I don't even care what they have to say. I just kind of, in my mentality, I just look at it as they're just a negative person, period. Because if you can't be you know constructive all across the board then there's a reason why you're like that just internally so i just don't even like to deal with that then yeah, that and that's probably the best way to go about anything in life yeah. right not just you know your sports yeah. takes like people negative people uh-huh. don't like whatever you're you're a negative person get out of here i'll move on to different things so and so as, as a yeah, girl and, and, oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, it's it's easy and it's it's better to show it's honestly better energy to just like, you know, react to the people that always support you and show you love. So that's why I love everybody that does support me cuz I'm like, okay, like that's where I'm going to get my energy to. I'm not going to get my attention to the negativity. It's hard though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, it, it is really hard cuz sometimes like <laughs> you you really want to like tell someone off like I've had some people you wouldn't know the craziest thing though that I've discovered through all of this and and I I don't know what maybe just because like you think in general you know men are so much worse than girls at this like you reach out yeah like women are like I you know as guys always like everyone's like oh you know uh women are are so hard to deal with as a guy i'm like no they're not they're actually way easier go try to argue with a mm-hmm. guy sports fan versus a girl sports fan and see where <laughs> you go yeah and imagine being a girl trying to argue with a guy sports fan that oh just, my god I that mean, like, mu- it, that they, must be a nightmare they, they feel like they're being yeah, they feel like they're being emasculated, so they have to like it's it's the worst. Those are the worst. Like they 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 feel like they're being emasculated, so they just drill on you, and it's it's pretty funny, but it's fun at the same time. So, 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 you, so, so you actually you see the same thing too. Like men are irrational when it comes to sports. Um, I feel like there's uh there's ir- people are irrational on on both sides of the spectrum because I before I had to remove my fan hat off. I was extremely irrational. I would curse out everybody and I was I was very irrational right. and I would have the facts to back it up. But um but I think that's just like the fandom in us. If if it's somebody who's um but but when it comes to men versus women in the industry, mm-hmm. um I feel like women are much more easier to deal with um like as opposed to men and and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to men or anything like that. I just feel like if if you have a disagreement, it, they they crack down harder on you than they would an, another man. I've seen people take crap from a man and deal with it in the industry, but when it comes to like somebody like me, they will like like shun me out and cut me off permanently and just hate me forever. But with <laughs> a man, they'll be reasonable. I it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you on that part for real. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's um. It, it is interesting. Like as a girl, from a perspective of a you know guy, I couldn't imagine like what you know women go through on, on especially on social media. Social media is like the greatest place and the worst place in the world mm-hmm. at the same exact time. And it's un like sometimes I feel like I get caught in Twitter for like an hour and a half or two, and I'm like, you know, I gotta get out of here before I can drive myself crazy because. <laughs> Because people are mean, they're nasty. No one's ever like nice and like, hey man, you know, oh, you're doing a great job. It's always like, you <laughs> suck. This sucks. I hate you. I hate this. 
I hate Netflix. I hate ESPN. I hate you. Like, I'm like, what do you guys, does anyone like anything or are we just, everyone hates everything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, th that's what I noticed too. I mean, it's, it's an easy place to vent because, you know, you, you know, I don't know, I guess it's an easy place to vent, but as a woman, I've definitely heard in this industry, the worst of the worst that you could possibly hear. Well, not worst of worst. I'm sure somebody's heard worse than I have, but I have definitely been through stuff where you, you just kind of question if you really want to be in this or not, but then you just think about it. You're like, eh, you know, I've been told, you know, I've, I uh, only won the competition because I was a pretty face and that I am not knowledgeable at all. And that I've sucked 150 dicks to win the competition. I've been told everything that's <laughs> the worst. You've gotten yeah, to, to pretty, that level? Yeah, like uh, people have really, really like came at my looks. They've come at my um, just my my character saying that I don't have uh, I've heard I don't have respect for myself as a woman. Uh, just so many things. It's 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 pretty bad, but you kind of get over it because I feel like people project I've been because of this whole situation like that I've been in, I've been like into psychology a whole lot more. Yep. And I feel like people project project a lot. So I just don't take it seriously. And I know that my actions are who I am and not theirs. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I completely agree with you on that. And you know, it's it's good that you're able to like get past that stuff and just just keep chugging along and keep doing what you're doing and keep getting better at it and keep growing. Like you know, so, all right, so you won the competition. What what happened after that? Like, you were like, all right, cool. So I'm going to work in sports now. <laughs> um, so I won the competition. And then after the competition, I was trying to find my path because I thought, you know, it was, you know, easy as pie. And what I wasn't expecting, I was naive. I wasn't expecting the backlash being a woman. I was drugged from the second I won the competition. And the other winners before me had not experienced that same that same type of dragging on social media. And right. it was basically, I'm a woman, I'm a pretty face. So that really um, knocked my... Um, that really knocked down my self-esteem and that was hard for me to bounce back from. I kind of started questioning myself. I started questioning my opinions and that would translate on camera and on the radio. And it was really, really bad. And I was trying to discover who I, I, I knew who I was, but I was so shaken by the backlash that I would constantly receive. And I wasn't used to it that it really, kind of uh, put a damper if I go back and listen to myself I, I that's not who I knew that I was and then I you know after that I had to find my path so then I started um interviewing uh you know I started booking the boxers myself I started interviewing world-class boxers world champions myself I was seeing who the best boxers were in the city and I got to yep. interview world champions before they became world champions then I started getting into the wrestling scene and I just started building my name off of that and it just kind of started snowballing from there see that I mean you did it the right way there just like keep going through that adversity and but the weird thing is like like someone I guess that's the difference between someone who has gone to school unlike me and you we, have, we didn't go to school for broadcasting or podcasting or even being in this industry where a lot of people might have like a place to fall back on or something to remember or a professor to talk to or a mentor in the industry where us is probably just like uh all right I'm gonna get into psychology and talk to myself yeah. Well, 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 I started developing, you know, mentorships from people who have actually taken journalism school. And then I, yeah. uh, you know, the biggest piece of advice that I got, because, you know, I just thought everything was fun and games being in the podcast world. But the best advice that some well, one of the best uh, pieces of advice someone gave me was you need to get your feet wet and you need to take an internship at, you know, a TV station where you know they have gone to school for that because they're going to respect you more um, and they're going to take you more seriously or the players will take you more seriously if you actually have done the legwork and you really see what these people have done so that's why I did the internship at Sports Tonight TV and it really opened my eyes that the people who have gone to school for that type of you know journalism and broadcast 
they uh, have they they take their craft very seriously and they know exactly what they're doing and there's a reason why <laughs> they are behind the camera there's a reason why they're in the position that they are because they're very very professional and unbiased and and the the beauty of being on sports podcasts and having your own thing is that you get to be a little bit more free right. uh, with your opinion and stuff like that so that that's why i like to talk more i mean i i'm so i'm saying a lot but but i respect them tremendously uh, I, I do too. Go to school for that. Yeah. yeah and and yeah. I, in a way, it'd be really cool and to like actually had gone to school. I wonder if my perspectives would have been different. I wonder if I would have started our company a little bit differently. And, but I wonder mm-hmm. if my, my, I guess, candidness and my lack of really caring what people's opinions of my opinions are would have been different, right? Like, I really. I guess the way I look at it, since it's sports, is I don't really care if someone disagrees with my opinion. It really doesn't mean, like, literally anything to me. Because it's sports, right? If this was politics or, like, medicine or something that actually affected people's livelihood, yeah, I'd probably care about other people's opinion. But at this point, I think maybe because I didn't go to school, I just wonder if my perspective would have been different in that I don't know if your perspective has been different after the internship or not. It, it was because I was, I was so, I felt like I was just like, Hey, this is a cakewalk. I could just get on a camera and I could just talk and, and this, this and that. But what sets someone apart, which any you, I mean, podcasts are, are dope. Like you could say whatever yeah. you want to say, but it makes more sense when you are in front of the athletes and you're asking them questions and, you know, then you start understanding their perspective and then right. you put it uh, to, you put it to the microphone or you put it to the camera. And then at that point, what you say has more weight behind it. So it's not just an opinion from based off what you see off TV. It's like you right. have weight behind your actual opinion because you actually have been there and you've talked to these players. So that's that's what, what it changed in my head. Like then I started understanding this is why the coach thinks that way or this is why the players think this way. And, and right. that's what it, it opened my eyes to. Um, and I didn't have that insight before and i'm not that doesn't mean i'm better than anybody or anything like that but it did kind of open my eyes in in yeah. a huge sense well in in, in a way it, it added another layer right i mean you just put right. adding layers to your repertoire adding layers to what you can do adding layers to even your podcast because yeah you have you have multiple things you might have you know, uh, some connection to an athlete in one team, but not in another team, but you know how to juggle your opinion based on like, all right, if I actually sat in front of this person, but I think differently, like it's really hard sometimes because we don't, a lot of guys that we don't know. And like same thing here, I've done some, some interviews with athletes and like beforehand, I'm like, man, I wonder what this person is like. And then you meet them and you're like, sometimes you have a much better opinion. Sometimes you have a much worse opinion of the person too, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, but, but you can't and, let yeah, that that's... affect. No, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. You can't let that affect what? You can't let that sorry. affect like the way you go about your opinion on sports, right? Whether the person plays a good game, bad game, is a great player or a bad player. Like just the way he, the person is in person can, you have to kind of keep the same energy about your opinion of their, craft of their sport right you can't change that based on how they are as a person right I mean and that's and that's um what sets you know some journalists apart from the rest because you know some journalists they'll say that they're you know just they don't want to lose their media credentials so that's why they're they're (laughs) on their side so much but but um then there's you know people that are fair and objective and that's the essence of a true journalist is somebody who's fair and objective but respectful at the same time and I think that that's what um I think that's what um that's what I learned you know just getting you know all that experience that I've gotten in this short amount of time no I completely at at the end of the day that at the end of the day they're humans just like we are too and we hate getting bullied on we hate getting bullied on the internet so you can imagine the magnitude that they feel when they miss a shot and everybody's dragging them on Twitter. So I know I they're, they're like about how it feels for them. 
they're like trending because they missed a three pointer, and it's like, oh, this guy. Or like you go on Twitter, and it's just like meme after meme after meme, and you're like, oh man, poor, poor guy. And then people get mad when it's like, yeah. oh, I can't, I, I can't believe Kevin Durant has a burner account, loser. I'm like. Dude, you guys make fun of Kevin Durant all day long, and if he responds to one person, they're like, I, I keep getting, what a snake. Like, I'm like, come on, what do you what, what do you want the guy to do? You guys can criticize him all day long? Yeah, and I don't even blame him for having a burner account. Like, I mean, you got to let that energy out somehow. So I don't even blame him. Like, if he needed to do that to get his, you know, his, feelings out the way i don't i don't blame him for having actually me either but it's funny because like when an athlete like kevin durant is pretty honest about things people you know kill him and if an athlete is really private and doesn't respond to people people kill him they can't win anyway so if i was kevin durant i wouldn't have a burner account i do it all on my account and just keep that same energy (laughs) and i won't blame him one bit (laughs) so you would be like so then he would look like what Antonio Brown or like uh, a Des Bryant when he snaps on Twitter. He'd be more like Terrell Owens in a way, I guess. Like he's not as <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not as crazy as <laughs> Antonio Brown. Des Bryant is just like I don't even know what Des does. I feel like Des just defends other people. Like Des does a really good job of like yeah. not really defending himself but defending other people. But Terrell Owens is all yeah. about himself. <laughs> Actually, so, yeah i think he would be, yeah that'd be cool if he was like a terrell owens that would that be, would be cool really Spe- speaking that. of terrell owens yeah. so when we first started this company my uh, i have a podcast with my brother as well so he put out like a video like talking about how terrell owens should have like went and done his hall of fame speech uh, or went into the hall of fame you know when they uh inducted him instead of giving a speech at his university and so Terrell Owens somehow saw it, retweeted it, and, like, went off on my brother. But the thing that he got mad at the most was that my brother mispronounced his name. <laughs> that, like, that was the thing he was oh, stuck Lord. on. He caught, he, caught him, he, caught him, he caught him Terrell? Terrell, yep. And it's, it's Terrell. <laughs> I can't even do it right now. Terrell. Terrell Owens. Yeah, and so he got so mad at my brother about that. And I'm like, wait, my brother just went off on so many different things and that's what you're getting out of all this and you can't pronounce your name like dude come on oh <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah that's what durant should be like and i wouldn't mind it i'm I, i'm like the one of the last um kevin durant apologists left on twitter i think yeah well you know um i've seen him go off uh before but not not that off not burner account off but I, I like I I don't blame him so I I I like Kevin Durant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, do, so, so do I. Well, just transitioning a little bit here. So, all right, football season's over. What what do you uh like? Where where do your focus go on now? Is it basketball? Is it baseball? What are you What are you getting into so now that football's I over? Don't know. Now that football's over, I'm actually um, knitting quilts and I'm, um, you know painting um portrait nice uh, do, you need, do you need my address to send me up no, no, I'm, just, I'm, just, <laughs> no I'm, just, I'm just kidding no i'm just kidding i mean i feel like once football season is done like i'm done no i'm just joking so honestly um the xfl is coming up yep and um and uh i so i, I the nba so it's the nba the xfl and then also I like to look at the off-season NFL stuff, but that's kind of boring. So I'm more so NBA and, X- and the XFL. But I want right. to say one thing about the XFL. Um, I am skeptical about the XFL. Like, I'm so scared that it's not going to work out. Because I don't know if you knew this, but in the um, AAF was a football league for a moment in time, a few yeah. like two years ago. Last, I think it was and last it was year. Al- was it last year? Yeah, it the was American- last year. Yeah, it was last year. The American... Yeah, the American Alliance of Football, and and I got so emotionally invested in it because there was a team in San Antonio, the Commanders, and we had the highest, or we, the team had the highest attendance. So you can say we, at some point now you're part of them. Yeah, 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 I know. They they were like, they, you know, that had the highest attendance out of all of the AAF um, teams. 
and I was going to the games. I was super excited. Um, and then next thing you know, uh, right before the Johnny Manziel game, they pulled the plug on the AAF. So I was so yeah. mad because we had and everybody had bought gear. Everybody was emotionally invested. And then it goes belly up. So I'm scared about the XFL. Like yeah. I don't want to get emotionally invested into it. And then they pull the plug again. So that's what I'm scared of with the XFL, to be honest. Do you, do, so, do you guys have a team? Is San Antonio have a team? No, and that's what makes me upset, too. I don't understand why the XFL did not get a team in San Antonio. I think originally they were going to get a team in San Antonio, but then they decided to change to other cities. But it doesn't make sense to not put the team in San Antonio because they should have looked at the AAF numbers and saw that they had nearly double the attendance that any other city had. And San Antonio wasn't even on the map for the XFL, and it's really disappointing. But I do kind of see why, you know, the XFL wouldn't want to come here because the Alamo Dome where it was held at. The building was just kind of poor. Well, and then the and the way that it, it's a kind of a super old building where the Spurs used to play, and it's just not mm -hmm. up to date. And their vendors and the way that they handled long lines was just a very big mess. So maybe that could be a factor into why they didn't come to San Antonio. But it is disappointing that they didn't come here because I would love to see a football team here in San Antonio. Well, yeah, there's that moment in time you guys almost got. Who was it? Was it the Raiders? Almost came to San Antonio. Long time. I believe it was the, yeah, it was the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they all, but there's always talks that there's teams that are going to come to San Antonio because San Antonio, you know, we can pull people in and we have a big market. But the way that Jerry Jones and politics is concerned, I do, don't see that happening ever because. South Texas is one of the biggest markets for the Dallas Cowboys. And then you have the Houston Texans that are three hours away and they have their market too, that also stems over here. So with the politics between the Dallas uh, Cowboys that are four hours away and the Houston Texans that are three hours away, I don't see a major professional football team coming to San Antonio. And that's what I really want, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm not going to. I don't, I'm I don't see it happening happen. anytime soon either, which is unfortunate unless the XFL does, which I'm also skeptical. Uh, but mm -hmm. if it does well, eventually San Antonio could get that kind of franchise. But I just like, I, my my friend from high school is actually the uh, president of the Seattle franchise, and it's like, like I'm at, in my heart, I want to be like, dude, you know, this is not going to work, or anybody. I can't say that to him since he's the president of the franchise. So I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, good luck. <laughs> but like, you know, the problem I think with the AAF and the XFL and all this, it's like, the problem is we like players that we can associate with we know their names like we, we don't like watching minor league baseball because we know they're not the best we don't like watching the mls even in this country that much because we know they're not the best we as america the united states likes the best of the best and like watching the best competition that that's just a theory of mine i just don't think they like watching second tier competition i think you have a good point i you know that's i think you're absolutely correct um they people i don't watch uh, the austin spurs on tv a lot of yeah. people do but i don't i mean you have to be a diehard to do that but i don't see the point of me watching the austin spurs unless i'm looking at one of the rookies being developed and all i have to do if i want to see that is go look at our highlights for the day i don't have to watch the whole game um exactly. if i want to get my point across but i don't seem or or i don't say hey let me watch the entire d league for um, the NBA because I'm so invested in it and I'm not going to do that so I, I understand what you're saying with the XFL I mean it kind of seems like second tier football we haven't given even a, a chance you see <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah. we a chance. <laughs> I know. We, we, we've already written them off they're 15 days away from launching we're like they're done folding go going belly up <laughs> how but, many yeah. games do you, or how do you think they're going to go belly up after one season, two seasons, half a season? What do you think? I think it's they're, so they're committed through already. I heard for three seasons. That's what I heard. Now, okay. how true is that? I have no idea, but I'm going to guess three seasons and then belly up. Hmm. What do you got? I'm going to say, uh, 
I think there's more money behind this one than the AF, so I'm yep. gonna say about two. I say two, two or three. Two. Um, uh, poor, they poor really three. Want our... Yeah, yeah, because um, the same people that are running the XFL are the same people that um, did the what was that? I forget that league with Vince McMahon back in the day. It, it was also the, the XFL. Was it? They just, yeah, it was still called. And remember, they used to have the cool jersey names like "He Hate Me." And, yeah, and the but, and the and the shoddy camera work. Yep, and then it, yeah, they used to was, do like roll the football instead of and have the person like recover a fumble instead of a point. Which is yeah, and now nowadays yeah, it's just a concussion was, waiting to happen, and like they're just like <laughs> rolling the football out. Go get it. Yeah, it was just like uh, it was like it kind of felt like a WWE mix with XFL, but the game. So according to you know what I read, the XFL the games are going to be much faster. Um, yeah, I, I guess they're going to be faster. Their kickoff is going to be a little bit different. They're going to start at the twenty-five yard line, and they have nine-point touchdowns. So I mean, I guess they're making little changes. <laughs> I, I, really, there's nine-point nine-point touchdowns. Yeah, so they're like so. If you're a football purist like myself, and you're so used to football, I mean, obviously they have to make things a little bit different. So um, they're gonna have a shortened play play clock. Um, they're gonna have speakers in their helmets. Uh, they're gonna have fewer timeouts. A short half line. There's no coin toss. The home team will. If you're just the home team, you either you get to decide whether you want to kick receiver to for. for and then there's no extra point kicks. There's a lot of rule changes. Yeah, it's going it, to be it, a little bit different. I mean, actually, it seemed very different. It's like very different. or something. Yeah, well, it, reminds me of, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of North Korea's basketball rules. Have you ever looked at North Korea's basketball rules? No. Tell me about them because I okay. like international <laughs> stuff. <laughs> this is not a joke, by the way. This is on our website. I just pulled it up for you while you were giving me the list of those rules. This is real. This is actually real stuff from North Korea in their basketball league and for their international competitions, which they don't do much of because, you know, no one like deals with North Korea. Um, so um, the, the different rules they have slam dunks are actually worth three points, not two. All shots in the oh, final well, three minutes. Because it's. <laughs> what were you going to say? All shots in the final what? Sorry, all, what shots in the... all shots in the final three minutes. Yeah, all shots in the final three minutes of a game are worth eight points. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, no, that's not bad. Three-pointers are worth four <laughs> points if it's a switch. Oh. And, and minus one if you miss a free throw. Oh, wow. That's pretty different. I mean... Imagine being down by 20 and then the last three minutes you get a few basketball uh, or you make a few um, baskets and you could win the game. That's pretty <laughs> you, You're like down 24 with 30 seconds left and you, you win. <laughs> like, yeah, you make eight, 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 yeah, three. Yeah, that's crazy. I never even – that's pretty funny. That's pretty I know, strange. I, I wonder why they pretty, do it like that. Is, is there a reason? No, I think it's just North Korea. They got, you know them. They're a little, they're a little different in everything. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know if you know them. I, I don't think any of us actually know them. Like, oh, you know Kim Jong Un? Are you good friends with him? No, but I mean, we know enough. You know, we definitely yeah, we, know enough to know that we know we know we know enough that he like, likes slam dunks are definitely worth three points to him. <laughs> and and I, that's. Uh, that's insane. That's, I mean, that's pretty strange to me, but I mean, it's international. It works for them, so that's good. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I mean, I, I just – my favorite one, though, is that three-pointers are worth four points if it's a switch. <laughs> like, cool, dude. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Those are pretty interesting rules. I know. They really but are. now so. you're making me want to – yeah, now when we're done with this podcast, you're making me want to um, look up some more international rules that are different than ours. It'll be interesting. Yeah, to the, see that. it would be really interesting to compare are. a bunch of different uh, international rules. The XFL is definitely trying to uh, 
to get that vibe, but we'll see how it works out. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, uh, last, I guess last question for you here, I wanted to touch base on. So I know you said you just got a a new position in announcing wrestling, speaking of XFL, which was WWE's Uh nice little segue. Um, Tell us about that. Are you, (laughs) are you, uh, you bring side wrestling, right? Uh, River City Wrestling. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. River City Wrestling. So, um, what they do at River City Wrestling is they uh, bring in Hall of Famers um, to fight or to wrestle. And um, I, the owner of the company, I have a good relationship with him. And he had asked me to be the ringside announcer, which um, I've always been. Well, recently, I think people think it's really cute. I've recently been criticized a lot for being loud and obnoxious and annoying on, you know, the radio and stuff like that. Kind of like a Stephen A. Smith where, you know, everybody says he always screams. Um, So I've kind of been getting really excited. Yeah, I've been getting really passionate on the topics I've been talking about lately. And I've kind of gotten a little bit, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know aggressive when I'm on the microphone, if you will. Um, so I, um, you know, was like, you know, I really need to work on that and tone it down. But then they offered me the announcing gig at the wrestling event. I was like, well, maybe it's not so bad that I'm loud. And, and, and I, and I don't know, I just felt like I was like, okay, cool. Because, you know, I've, I've been watching, you know, preparing for this day. Uh, it's coming up on Saturday. And awesome. I'm working on my, you know, deepening my voice. Yeah, I'm trying to deepen my voice. I want to look really pretty when I go up there that day. And I just want to kill it. Like, I want to work on my reel and I want to kill it because I want to, you know, send that tape, send that bad boy tape off uh, to other wrestling companies and see what can happen with that. Because, I mean, having Absolutely. a female ring announcer is rare. Very rare. I, th- I so think I'm it's excited. really cool. I'm actually, I think it's really cool. I'm excited to see. Are you gonna be? Uh, I'm sure you'll be posting some stuff about it on your Instagram, Twitter, and all that. Oh heck yeah! I'm gonna be posting all of that, all the clips. It's gonna be really, really fun. So I'm excited. I'm gonna. I can't wait to show you guys how I do. I, I I'm gonna be sounding like a loud, confident woman on there. So I can't wait to. Uh, I can't wait. It's gonna be a good time actually. So I hope I can do a wrestling move too. That would be fun. Oh, that'd be really cool, actually. If you do that, you gotta have someone actually record it so you can like post it and everyone can see that. Yeah, so everybody could be scared of me. So like, yeah. if you want to talk crap about me on Twitter, you might want to think twice. I know you're like, I just actually I'm gonna delete this tweet before I, before I get my ass. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're going to see the, the highlights and they're going to rethink before they, they might think twice before they hit send. <laughs> exactly. Which you should do anyway. Always think twice before you hit send, even if your ass is not going to get kicked. That's true. Maybe that that's a good way to think about it. You should think twice before you say something that might hurt somebody else. <laughs> exactly. Even by, I, I, I probably, you know what's funny? Sometimes I'm really good at giving advice, but not following my own. So it's like me too. Oh, yo, I'm the same. Yo, I'm the same way. The same way. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, you don't even get me started. But like, like it's funny. Like all all my friends come to me for relationship advice, and I uh, guess who's the single one over here? M- myself. It's like, huh? Oh, yeah. oh my. Like, and and you actually you actually give it to them too. Oh, yeah. And they're like, man, you give such good advice. I can't believe you're single. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably why I'm single, because I, I, I'm really level-headed and I don't get emotional about these things. So people think it, it's, and then it's like, I bet I get really emotional about, like, who wins a basketball game. And then it's like relationship. I'm all right about that. It's all good. So I'm not emotionalist. So yeah, you're not emotional. You're not a robot or a sociopath. You are a. You have emotions. They're just in a different spot. They're yeah, they're in sports, sports. not so not your team. In general, so the Seattle Mariners baseball, like, is my favorite all time. I just love my baseball team. We are the worst, but I'm a Seahawks fan because I'm from Seattle, and I used to be a Sonics fan because 
but now they're gone. So I now which is kind of nice. The NBA, like I really can be non-objective about the NBA because I don't have a team anymore. Yeah, I can be non-objective about the NBA, but the NFL, I'm like, ugh, can't be non-objective. So uh, who's can your I team? ask you a question then? Since you're on the NFL, yeah, um, I'm a Bears fan. Oh, okay. So that's 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 where like I I will eat you alive with facts if you come at me. <laughs> so, but I but uh but uh but I was gonna ask you since you're a big baseball fan, like, what do you think yeah. about the big news down here about uh the Astros? It, it like the Astros should. Well, see, all right. First, I'm I'm a big baseball fan when it comes to my team, so I don't follow the base baseball like day to day too much. But obviously, I know everything about this Astros uh, thing. First of all, how the hell do the players not in any trouble? Like, it makes zero sense to me that these yeah. guys. I know they got. I heard they got immunity from the uh, MLB if they you know ratted out everyone. Mm-hmm. But yo, like mm-hmm. you guys are the ones who cheated. You're the ones who were banging on trash cans and. You, and I think Jose Altuve was wearing something when he hit that home run last year, and you saw him tugging on his jersey. How are they not in any trouble? Yeah, that's a really good question, and I wonder that too. Like, do you think they should be in trouble? Yeah, I think they should lose the World Series. I think they should. I think these guys should be suspended for a year. Like Altuve should be playing next year. George Springer should be playing next year. Um. Maybe because I'm a Mariners fan, I don't want them to play in my division, and maybe I'm being biased, but that's okay. <laughs> I can be biased for a minute. <laughs> it comes to my team. Yeah, they should be in Yeah, trouble. it's okay. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, but no, it's like, it's bullshit. Like, uh, uh, they cheated their way to a World Series, and it's proven that they cheated. So I don't understand how it's like, oh, okay, so you guys are going to play in two months. And if I'm every other team in baseball should take the ball and, like, throw it at these guys off every game and start a brawl. Like this, it, it, it's, it's, it's it's honestly the worst story. Like this is a different level of cheating. This is not steroids where it's around the whole league. This is a team was systematically cheating their way to winning games. So, I have a good theory for you, though. Yeah. What what is it? All right. So, I went down the rabbit hole of Reddit um, and started reading all about this. A lot of people are saying that you know who ratted out the Houston Astros most likely. Uh, Mike Fires, right? The GM, right? The assistant GM? Uh, no, I didn't no. hear that. I, oh, heard, okay. well, I thought the player ratted him out. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I... So I went with a guy. I forget the name. Remember the assistant GM who got fired last year? Yes. When uh, For his public tirade, and he said something to a girl reporter, and he got oh, fired yes. the next yeah, day. Yeah, the reporter, yes. Yeah, so yeah. someone uh-huh. said someone said that he and I've lost the account had a a uh, burner account and tweeted out about the cheating a couple of days later, and that's what sparked the investigation. Now I don't know if that's true, but it makes a lot of sense. That makes sense because he got fired and he might have been bitter about it. And then if that happened ironically a couple of days later to spark the investigation, that makes total sense that it could have potentially been him. I, I really, I, I really believe it, but uh, I didn't get your opinion on it. What do you think should happen? I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what I think should happen, but what I, if I was a player on any other team, I would just feel so, so upset that I could have had the title, especially the New York Yankees. If I could have had the title and, you know, the New York Yankees were up in that series before the world series, um, they were, um, they were defeating them until they went back home to Minute Maid Park. And then the Astros defeated the New York Yankees. If I was a New York Yankee, I would feel very, very, disrespected I would feel like I was robbed of my title and I can't imagine that feeling you know working hard your entire life and you think you're playing against a team that's playing fair and you lose to them and they end up winning the world series and you in the back of your mind is 
could is like this could have been our title like that would eat me alive and that's what I think about that like I can't that's who I that, that's what hurts me the most about that situation is that that feeling would probably eat me alive as a player I completely agree with you and I actually kind of I'm interested to like so the Yankees signed Garrett Cole who's not, like how's that relationship with those players do they all look at him like you asshole <laughs> like how do they treat him in the locker room uh, or the clubhouse. I, I mean, your, your guess is as good as mine. And then if I was him, I'd say I didn't know anything about none of that. Oh, when you heard the banging on the trash can, <laughs> then you, what did you think? Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, yeah, he's going to try to downplay it. Hear. Yeah, I would have downplayed it. <laughs> Just like a fit in with everybody. Exactly. No, it, it is a crazy story, though, and it's going to be interesting to see like how other teams do treat them this year. And because I think there's a lot of people in baseball who are really upset about what happened. I'm excited. To, actually, I've never been excited for a baseball season up until this upcoming season because of the scandal. I think this situation is bringing a lot more attention to baseball um, because of, you know, obviously you're a baseball fan and stuff. There's a ton mm-hmm. of baseball fans, but People like myself, who's a casual, uh, someone who watches baseball casually, I'm way. I, I think I'm going to be way more invested into this baseball season this upcoming season. So I'm yeah, no, it's de- yeah, definitely. At least we have something to like. You have a villain now, and whenever you have a villain, it's easier to I, get. Yeah, it. I have. Yeah, and just more drama. You know, just help my life go around. Be so much exactly. Fun. Not yet. You know, we act like we don't like drama. I love drama. Drama is my favorite thing in the world, as long as I'm not involved in drama. (laughs) Yeah, I like watching other people's drama. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what life's all about, other people's drama. (laughs) And just keeping myself sane. Well, I watch all of it. Like, that's why we all like fireworks. We watch them. We don't want to be in them. Yeah, exactly. Or like, we like watching scary movies, but we don't want to be chased by a killer. I, you like to watch scary movies. I am not watching any scary movies. I do not do well with those. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, yeah, nah, 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 yeah I'm, a, I'm a big baby when it comes to that. Give me a good... I'll watch a rom-com over a scary movie any day of a week. Oh, oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. But, well, th- thank you so much for coming on today. This was a lot of fun. We should definitely do it again. Um, I know you said you're a big Bears fan, maybe during football season. Uh, are, you, so you're, are you a Cubs fan at all or not really? Before I let you go. Um, no. Uh, well, I, don't, I, I wish I could follow it a whole lot more. I would say yeah. casually. Um, I do like the Cubs, um, so I'm just a casual fan when it comes to baseball. But if I had to pick a team, um, it was going to be the Astros until the cheating scandal, so now I got to, like, pick another one. But ordinarily, like, I'm a Cubs fan. And when I was little, I used to go to White Sox games, so I'm a Chicago right. team girl when it comes to baseball, even though they both hate each other. So Fair enough. <laughs> you know, they, they really do. Act. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff to do with Chicago. I'll uh, tell you after the podcast here in a second. So thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell everyone one more time uh, where they can follow you and all that? Yes, um, if you want to follow me and keep up with me, just follow me on Instagram at Carolina Teague underscore or on Twitter at Carolina Teague underscore or you can add me on Facebook, Carolina Teague. And my podcast is She Knows Best. And my, um, I'm all over the place. So you'll, you'll see me one way or another. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Of course. You're really welcome. And this was a lot of fun. We'll definitely talk soon. Okay. Great. All right. And that's the end of the podcast. Oh, thank you.